This episode of the ECWM podcast has been brought to you by Benelli, Dominate the Skies. Kent Cartridge Canada, high quality, high performance shotgun shells for waterfowl, turkey, upland, sporting clays, and more. Sitka, turning clothing into gear. Maritime dog training, because I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. (laughs) (laughs) Offering obedience training of all levels, service dog and retriever training in person or online. L&M Trailers, offering trailer rentals and sales in Woodstock, New Brunswick. Big Al Decoys, high quality silhouettes and accessories for waterfowl, turkey, and sandhill cranes. East Coast Calls, offering high-quality duck, goose, and turkey calls, built right here in the Maritimes. All of a a sudden, alcohol has become a huge part of my life. Mm, (laughs) Summer day drinking. (laughs) Normally, I I get my hammock out. (laughs) That's the biggest part of my day. Yeah. Yeah. Let all the dogs out, and then I assume the position in the hammock. That's very nice. With a 40-ouncer. Count count your money. Sober by four, boys. Sober by four. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. It's been a while. It sure has. Good to be back. Yes. We got our brother Julian on the phone with us been a long while since we've had a bullshit session with him so yeah that's basically what this is going to be is just a bullshit session yeah definitely talk about a couple things yeah what have you been up to julian i have been working i guess basically that sounds exhilarating wow yeah yeah it's part of my life i guess just some personal projects and stuff yeah yeah i uh been working on the house a lot yeah i see I, that. Uh, I uh put cedar shingles on the outside and putting in basement windows and odds and ends shaping her up i guess you pretty much rebuilt that whole house since you got it eh? yeah yeah been picking away at it it's been a project but she's coming along now that's good yeah i dare say yeah you've done a lot of work to it it's looking good the cedar shingles really Really look awesome. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I like the wood look. I'm just gonna let them weather. They're gonna. They'll turn gray after a while. I like that. Pretty traditional for where you're at. Yeah, well, man, vinyl and stuff. When it gets some big storms in the wintertime, half the houses around here are missing half the siding to get the storm. So true that. What's a bundle of shingles worth down there? Uh, right now they're like eighty dollars a bundle. Holy I, shit. Yeah, I bought them last winter. I think I paid like thirty-eight or something like that. So yeah, that's no. about what they are here. Well, I guess I haven't priced them out recently because we put cedar shingles on the camp. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's nuts, it's man. Holy frig, eighty dollars a bundle. Yeah, damn. Price of lumber. You'd that's have to, that's like first class clear or whatever. Yeah, I well, you, you'd have to be a lobster fisherman to afford that. Yeah, well, I put seconds. I put second yeah. clears, and they were thirty-eight dollars a bundle. Yeah. What yeah. I like to do is just go around job sites and pick up the used shims there that they break off and throw on the ground. That's what I do my house in. Steal, <laughs> steal. He likes to steal from the plumbers. Yeah. 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 Hey, perfect. 
Well, that's good, boys. Well, she, whatever it takes, eh? Yeah. She's yeah. been a fun summer. Yeah, what have you been oh. up to? Who? You. <laughs> um, Working a lot and camping, mountain biking. And that's about it. And Matt's been looking at dog asses. Dog ass. I've been watching dogs <laughs> run away. Yeah. I've been cleaning up stools and urine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, mor- this morning I have yeah, been too first. No stool, but definitely urine. Yeah. yeah. It comes with the territory. Sometimes your job starts a little earlier than you than you want it to. It's been a good summer for uh for activities and Oh, definitely. Yeah, the, the weather's a couple weeks ago we had some super good weather like woke up in the morning yeah. we had a couple nice real cool, cool mornings, mornings. <laughs> and it's funny like yeah you, you know as much as we really enjoy that when you get all those dogs outside like i got six client dogs with me and then four of our own um you get them all outside together on those cool mornings and you can just tell like, yeah they feel it, eh? They, oh, frig yeah. they, they like that. You know, they're they're filled up. They they don't they don't like this heat, and and I don't push them in it either. You know, we either, um, depending on our schedule, we we do water and and uh, just have a short day, or if we need to do land, if it's going to be kind of a heat wave like this, we're we're up super early. But even still, like all night long, it's staying oh, twenty man. degrees. Well, right now it's probably. 25 degrees with insane humidity right right now yeah 8 30 it's crazy freaking yeah humid but yeah i think it's been a good growing year for the farmers though which they really needed holy cow after last year yeah definitely the last couple of years has really created quite a challenge for them yeah. and the and uh you know the the food producers like the mccain's in them there's a potato shortage i mean the yield the potatoes were small the yield was small like it was brutal last year really really bad yeah and kind of put them in a position that i'm not sure they've ever been in i don't think i can remember i've never remember i've never seen a summer as dry as last year that was brutally bad like i mean i'm sure that there's been times where they maybe had some smalls and and they thought that they were going to be a little bit short and had to kind of source some out but you know i think it was kind of nationwide and down into the states that nobody really had a very good yield so yeah it should be a bumper crop this year it's been hot and rainy yeah <laughs> so should be decent yeah speaking of uh no rain though how about some of the irrigation ponds getting dug around here huh <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely that's a that's a super good thing because well for me as a dog trainer but um for us as waterfowl hunters i mean mm. The more water, the better, really. Yeah. Um, so never have too much. Yeah, and and it makes sense, right? I mean, it's kind of an insurance thing, but you know, plenty of other places where it tends to be dry, they they have irrigation. And I guess years ago we irrigated here. I really? don't. I don't personally remember that. I would say they must have had it on the ground. Must have been pipelines that went on the ground. Maybe or that's something. back when farms were two or three hundred acres. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about doing pivots here, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. Do you know what that is, Julian? I don't. It's it's like they have one base spot where your pipeline comes up through, and it it would be like a well casing almost coming out of the uh, ground, and then yeah. your and then your irrigation it feeds your irrigation pipe, 
and uh, it runs out from there, and then it just swings from that one point. Yeah, right kind of like a fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. and it's got the wheels on it, and some of them down the states go in a complete circle. Yeah, it looks like crop circles. The the fields are all literally round, the same size as yeah the irrigation piping or yeah. whatever. So you know, like maybe if they had one bad year, you might not see that. But I think guys are saying like, we got to make sure we get some water on these crops, you know, or have the insurance at least to be able to do it. So. And, you know, yeah. most, most of those guys, lots changed around here. Like, most of those guys have um, equipment now. Most everybody has an excavator. So if they need to dig a pond or, I mean, Matty Albright's got a big irrigation pond there. He's always kind of been on top of the irrigation. Yeah. Yeah, we're starting to see more of that, which is great. You know, more water, the better, I think. It is. It's good and it's bad. It's crazy that it's coming to that, that we need to have irrigation. Yeah, it's different. I mean, it's never been done here because it's never been needed. But the thought that that has to be done now is yeah, climate change is real. <laughs> yeah, things are yes. things are definitely changing. But you you watch. I don't know if you watch Tony Vandemore's oh. stories yeah. down there. What's how Julian? They've been getting some pile of friggin' rain. <laughs> What'd you say there? Oh, oh. They've been getting some rain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's the story. They have every day. It's like a mess there it is he's he's trying to get crops in the ground he's trying to get millet in the ground and it's just a soupy friggin mess of mud more soil management yeah more soil management yeah the soil we gotta get in on that man i was looking at their uh kennel that they built down there last night holy frigs it ever a nice spot everything he's building has is nice they don't do anything by half like it's it's always a big project yeah top notch yeah it really does yeah it is super nice yeah no that's that's awesome but they definitely that's that's definitely been a a challenge for them down there it seems like but i don't know think things change eh? i mean look at the geese we used to have when yeah you know we were kids here like none yeah compared to now, now where they're like literally crazy. the town called the other day wondering about some solutions what they what they could do with the resident geese here might have a bit of a solution because they yeah. seriously they they said they've never got so many complaints. Really? Open oh, the golf course. Oh, chasing no man. They're like gangs on Water Street here. Yeah, they're friggin' chasing people. Yeah, chasing people off docks and yeah. and won't let people near the water to put their boats in. Won't move off the road when people are trying to drive down Water Street. Yeah. Like, yeah, because yeah, they roost straight by the community college, and that's a that's a it's a boat landing. Like people take yeah. put their boats in and. They dock there to go to the river to do other restaurants or whatever. So yeah, getting harassed by the local geese. It's funny, eh? It In is a funny. Time, take care of that. Well, that's what I was saying. I was like, you know, you're, it's a little little late to to deal with it now. But most generally, resident geese tend to be pretty aggressive, anyhow. Yeah. You know, they f- certainly feel like they own the place. They do. Might have to go down there and slap some heads. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Well, it's like, I'd like to see one of them try to chase me off the dock. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'd try to encourage that almost. Yeah. yeah. Slap him right in the side self of the head defense. and see what he thinks oh, of that. Yeah, self-defense is right. Although, if they had teeth, geez, it wouldn't be safe to go outside, I don't oh, think. Pound, no. pound for pound, man. There's... If geese had teeth, we'd all be dead. Yeah. Pound <laughs> for pound, I don't think there's anything much more aggressive. Yeah. That's funny, because I've never had one ever be aggressive towards me. Not even once. Oh, geez. I've seen her a few times there. 
Like in summertime. Oh, in the summer? situation. Like I've never. They always just swim away. Man, once they trip the trigger when they're going to come after you, they'll friggin' chase you till They'll chase you a long ways. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. But there's always people down there on those docks. Always. Like swimming in the river and, you know. You know, Maybe with, that's what's going on with in Carrollton County. With the, yeah, exactly. It's not the drug problem. They're swimming in the St. John River. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Holy shit. Jeez. Yeah, but yeah, they the people are down there with their kids and their dogs and stuff, and you know they seem yeah. to be triggered by dogs and kids. So that yeah. would be all it takes. Oh yeah, it would you see videos of it all the time? Oh, I can tell you one thing: they wouldn't be chasing me. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see what they did if you literally just slapped one in the head when it ran out. It ran out, yeah. <laughs> Smack it in the head and then just stand there. What'd you think yeah. of that? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot more of them around now in the summertime, which is, which is good. But I mean, they are gonna obviously cause problems because they're looking for things to eat and there's nice houses right there and yeah, they're up yeah. on people's lawns and in their yard and you know people aren't sure what to do with them so. I'm wondering, like, remember driving through Ottawa in the summer and that, I don't know if it's a lake or pond or whatever, that's basically right in the city there along the highway, and there are thousands of geese there, like, yeah. and some of the bigger cities like that are just cities in general and towns and that have just a crazy amount of birds. I wonder, I wonder what they do with them. They get, a, a lot of those places, they get dogs to chase them. Sometimes yeah. if they're nesting right there, they'll... What do they do to their, they do something to their eggs. They shake them or they do something like that. And then of course the mother doesn't know that they're, that the eggs aren't going to hatch or whatnot. She, they don't lay another clutch or, you know, but there's all kinds of, you know, there's plenty of people that are trying to protect them in that sense, but which, which I get. Um, but at the same time, you know, we have to try to coexist. And if you got a small pond that holds, you know, maybe, 15 families of geese and there's 1500 geese sitting on it you know that's yeah. hard for people to coexist with that because there's going to be a couple of souls in there for sure <laughs> yeah. that want to chase everybody carrying a briefcase right yeah so kira's family has a has a dog that they they live in ottawa and their dog's trained to chase geese off the park nice <laughs> no way yeah frank that's funny yeah. your dog would be good for that julian <laughs> i guess he would be Except when he catches them and tears them apart. That's a, that'd go over well <laughs> in the city. Yeah. People getting chased with geese, so I'll take care of it. Send the dog out. Yeah. He goes and tears the crap out of a goose, kills it right there. Ooh. Peter, Peter wouldn't have nothing to do with that. No, no. frig no. Yeah. Local man lets dog destroy geese. Yeah. So 30 years. See, see a lot 30 of year jail sentence. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, no doubt, man. Oh, yeah. It would be worse than murder. Yeah, pretty much. I see a lot of guys online now getting ready for hunting season. You're starting to see some guys getting their decoys out and mm. getting getting orders in, decoy orders and stuff. A lot of Yeah. Speaking of decoys, do you guys see the new Big Al Molt Gear, the Bully series silhouettes? Yeah. I think they're nice. Yeah, they are I, nice. I really like that. Me too. I'd like to have some. Me too. Mm-hmm. Silhouettes are yeah. huge now, eh? Yeah. They said that the they're reinforced because of their long necks. They well, like and they're five pads. they're five mil too. They're a little right bit on, thicker, yeah. a little yeah. bit more durable, which is always good, especially if you're dealing with a big pile of them and using them all the friggin' time. 
Yeah. It's something too, like just how big those silhouette companies have gotten. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, real geese has been around forever. And as far as, as far as silhouettes, they kind of always led the charge because they, they had, uh, I don't know if they actually carried corrugated plastic silhouettes before the last, I know those shadow series. There's other old ones that we have. They're like just a thick, solid plastic. They're vinyl. Yeah, they're like Most, Most of theirs were vinyl. Yeah. And uh, they were were the silhouettes to get for the longest time. They weren't cheap, but they were well made, I guess. And since Dive Bomb and Big Owl has come along, man, they've they've really kind of taken over, haven't yeah, they? Oh, it doesn't seem time. to me like real geese has as big of a presence no, anymore. Dive Bomb is definitely the most. Uh, but I mean, nowadays it's all who spends the most on marketing. Well, and I think it's all it's all owned by young guys, isn't it? I think so, yeah. 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 And they certainly have a lot of the right people behind them, right? I see Kyle well, Jones. Kyle Jones has a lot to do with it. And now I see, I think, uh, Hunter Grounds is doing yeah. something with them too. They spent, a, they spent a lot of money on marketing, and you can see yeah. it because you see them all the time. Yeah, they're right in the right age group there yeah. to really push and get the right guys. Yep. Hammer them because you see their stuff a lot like big al is there too big al's got a lot of good names running the silhouettes east coast waterfowl yeah and yeah yeah. and and he makes a good product right yeah he does but yeah well frank how long we've been using them for long time like oh geez probably 10 years i bought yeah i bought first bunches there and then I think he saw one of our posts or with her I think we could e- I think we could easily say 10 years. I would say so. If not, yeah. it's close. But. And they're still great shape. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Except for the ones that we smashed that time Mitchell tried to kill a weasel. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? We were hunting a friggin' tree line and there was a little a little weasel. It was late in the season, cold as frig. And there was a weasel kept coming into the blind, like, well, or not an actual blind, but we a, a brush blind. Anyway, and friggin' thing kept coming in looking for food or something like that. And I don't remember what we had. It was a, like a big stick, long stick or something like that. And Mitchell, of course, is a big trapper. <laughs> He's like, holy frig, I'd like to have that thing. I said, well, kill it. He said, well, it keeps going under your silhouettes. I said, I don't care. Anyway, he took a great big swing at the thing when it went underneath the silhouettes that were laying there. Smashed about five or six. They were frozen solid. Didn't get Uh, the weasel. No. No wiener warmer for Mitchell. (laughs) (laughs) Tougher nails than things. You seen many birds around, Julian? Uh, Yeah, there has been. Sean, I was talking to Sean couple days ago farmer up the road and he said it's the most he's ever seen and they're destroying like down here we have no corn we have very little agriculture unless you're farming lobsters <laughs> and uh so it's just hay fields but he said they're destroying them they're picking all the grass out before it can grow they pick out and they eat the bugs on the roots yeah it destroys fields I see they're already cutting grain in Truro and Nova Scotia areas. Yeah, they're yeah. cutting some here too. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I mean, it's not far away. A couple, three weeks, she'll be open. Yeah. yeah. Early season. Yeah, and exactly. we've been seeing flocks for a couple of weeks now. Like big yeah. flocks flying down the river. It's crazy. It's going to be, well, they're just the amount of geese we have now. They're multiplying pretty yeah. heavily. So. It looks like it's going to be a 
good year, hopefully. Yeah, here's ho- honestly, here's hoping. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it. I've been seeing just out training. I've been seeing geese all like flocked up. Yeah, coming yeah. over the ponds. I'm training at or fields, and it always seems weird, right? Because you still it's so hot, and you feel like you're in summer mode, and you it, hear yeah, a bunch of geese going. You don't even think about hunting season. Yeah, yeah. Or and, I don't. And then when's it open there? Uh, it opens uh, the day after Labor Day, which yeah. is Labor Day is always different. It's on Tuesday. The that's yeah, yeah, the Tuesday after Labor Day, whichever. It's on the seventh year this year. Oh yeah, I have yeah. to look that up while we're while we're talking. September seventh. I think that I think that's what it is here too. You get quite Probably. a bit of hunt. You get quite a bit of hunting though in in the early season, eh, Julian? A little bit, I guess. It depends. Usually, when you get in a bunch everybody's chasing them and there's guys running them off the roof and they just they don't stick around very long we find we're finding the same here in early season every there's nothing else to do everybody's excited and holy crap you've got 15 groups of hunters chasing the same birds it's just it's hardly even worth going after now yeah yeah it doesn't really you know i i go out but yeah. But I get super pumped for it. I don't. I it's don't take of, the first day off anymore. It used to be take it off. But now the competition on the opening morning is just nuts. It's not it's, even worth doing for me. I like. I like wait until it gets colder. Yeah, I I get out about once in early season. One good rip later on, everybody's got their fill and not quite as horny to get after them. Yeah, I go the first day because if you don't go the first day around here, yeah. someone will be in your field. Yeah. So I I go the first day, and after that, if I get a chance to get out on a Saturday, I'll do it. If not, I don't even yeah. worry about it as much. Good to get out at least once, take the edge off. Yeah. Yeah, it helps for the dog, too. I like bringing the dog out the first day just to get him yeah. into it again. Oh, frig, yeah. Get, get, back in, get back in gear, get in the mode for it. Yeah. September 7th. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Yeah. To the 21st. Yeah. How is the dog anyways? You doing anything with him? Yeah, I have. I've been... Uh, Everybody, I see a lot more people starting to get kind of fired up with their dogs, and you see a few guys out training and stuff and trying to get their dogs back in shape for, for the season. Mm. Yeah, I've been trying to work with uh, steadiness, mainly. He's got all the drive in the world, and... And he's a great marker, but when it comes to steadiness, he uh, he uh, he needs some work on that. I guess he's yeah that too can much be, too much fire. I guess that can be a battle. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. When we go out to work with our dog, we're somewhat selfish because we don't. That's not fun, right? Obedience yeah. isn't fun. No, it's... we want to go out and we want to throw marks for the dog, and, and we want to you know we we want to set up big setups and watch them go get the go get them and and challenge them that way when really for a dog like oakley marks that you're going to throw for him probably aren't going to be a huge challenge like he's not that you couldn't challenge him but he's a good marker so what i mean is you you don't have to worry as much about that part that's not really where he needs the training no and there's plenty of dogs that could be better markers if they were more steady, but we yeah. don't we don't put the onus on that. And uh, you know, with Tank, Tank is about as fiery as you'd ever want for a dog. Yeah. 
Um, that's most of my days are the most important thing for me is the time when I open the door to when I get him off the truck to the holding blind and then to the line from the mm. truck into the line is our training every day. Yeah. Like, you know, the setup isn't as critical to me as the way he acts getting off the truck and his, obedi and his obedience to the holding blind and getting out of the holding blind and, yeah. and all that stuff. And his control has gotten much better that way. But I'll tell you, if you let that stuff go, everything else is, you know, you just spend a lot of time fiddling around. And especially when things get real in the fall, when hunting season comes around, you get them out that first time and they're so jacked up. Like, you know, it just, just makes it tough. It mm. doesn't, I shouldn't say that it ruins the hunt, but man, it sucks when your dog's acting up. Yeah. Yeah. When you're hunting. Hard on the head. And breaks. And we know that, you know, it's probably one of the, the more unsafe things. And it's, tr it's a trend. I don't know why. Yeah. People don't, if you're not going to steady your dog, at least just stake them out, you know, yeah. put chain, chain them up so that they can't get out, you know? Um, but man, a lot of the videos we watch, that's, that's what, that's what it is. As soon as they start <laughs> shooting, the dog's gone. Hashtag yeah. meat dog. <laughs> yeah. Meat dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's the excuse. It's a meat, it's a meat dog. Yeah. Well, so is mine. Right. <laughs> but Do, he's steady too. That doesn't mean that they shouldn't have obedience. I mean, that's that's yeah. the, that's the, literally the first step before you do anything. Just lazy training. Yeah. So what have you been doing to work on his steadiness? I just throw in, throwing bumpers and, and not letting them go a lot. like Non-retrieves. Non yeah. yeah. Non-retrieves to work because this fall when I go up with you guys, we'll be running two dogs i take it a few days and i just don't want him to feel like every time a bird goes down that it's his yeah yeah that's always good to do yeah that. definitely he needs to he he's gonna learn to honor this fall and he's uh yeah. he also and, and that's a really good point um everything we throw for our dog we feel as though they need to pick it up and yeah. uh, uh they need to be fed a lot of those non-retrieves throughout the week especially if you've got a dog that's on the higher end of the spectrum like if you've got a dog that barely wants to retrieve well hey you know you, yeah you, you got to be careful that yeah. way because i mean the chances of them breaking is pretty slim to none but um yeah. you know the high drive dog the fact that if you throw five retrieves just in a yard type situation and allow them to get like one as long as they're super steady yeah that'll definitely that will definitely help over time. Like it's not like you're going to do it today and, and they'll never break again. But if you, you know, a couple times a week, make sure that you do that in the yard with your dog. That'll. Yeah. And then as you go on progressively throughout the summer, because you should be conditioning your dog throughout the summer, you can add more factors to that. First, you're just throwing a bumper, hmm. maybe saying, hey, hey. One thing that I did with Jace when he was younger and just clear full of piss and vinegar was I always let him out during the setup. I let him go out, run around, take a piss, have a shit, and just get that initial burst of energy out of him. I mean, he's not going to wear himself out for the hunt. Their energy's endless when they're young. But it just yeah. got rid of that initial burst of energy that they're just right through the friggin' roof. 
and just oh, let yeah. them run around with otter or whoever was there and just and that way when you get ready to hunt they're they're not just coming off the truck and just clear bonkers it made it way easier to to handle them and he was i don't know he felt kind of satisfied with that initial run around and the excitement of that and then it was time to get down to business and he always did better with a little tomorrow tomorrow there's a delta waterfowl youth day that we put on every year oh you taking um, them to us i'm taking them yeah i'm gonna run them run them for the kids you should take him out before you go to that. You should take him out and let him run for about an hour. No, he's pretty good. <laughs> when he's you... doing all right? Yeah. Yeah, he does no, pretty good. good. Kids don't, like, people around don't bother him. He's he's just super concentrated on on picking up them birds. He don't. Mm. That's all that good them. training from maritime dog training. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Sounds like everybody's. Had a good summer with their dogs, getting ready. Well, I want to, before we get off that topic, I wanted to talk a little bit about conditioning because there's a lot of guys that, again, like I say, are, are starting to, like you start to see it on social media, guys are getting geared up and getting their stuff ready. I thought you were going to say something right there. No. <laughs> You're getting ready to say something. No. Anyway, um, for your dog's safety, I mean, we kind of get on the safety kick. It's the best thing you can do for your dog is, is condition them physically. And, you know, yeah, you can take them out and throw retrieves for them and stuff like that. But that's, that's not static exercise, right? Like, um, running your dog with a four wheeler in a safe place, obviously, or, or with your vehicle also in in a safe place where you're not going to meet another vehicle and just keeping them at a a steady pace, like a lope Mm. almost. Um, is super good for building muscle and conditioning your dogs. But the other thing that, that at times people don't think about, and we all know that swimming is good for your dogs, is get in a kayak, get your dog in the water behind you, and just keep them at a steady swim, like not wearing themselves out like as fast as you can paddle, just, just at a steady swim and get them to follow you. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, like this summer where we've done a lot more water work, like you can definitely tell with my crew mm. of dogs like they look good yeah and uh so yeah that's that's a a big deal to get your dog in shape before good the good thing about water it's low impact like low i've impact. always avoided hard wide open running with the dog yeah it just it's high impact on your joints and years of that oh yeah i feel that it takes away life on their on their bodies so. it does you see you see guys um they have those bars on their four wheelers on the front and back rack and they hook their dogs to them and and they rode them like that and done properly. That's a really good way to really condition Mm. your dog. You know, you're not trying to run them off their feet. You just want a A trot, a a trot. trot Yeah. For a long time. It's almost uncommon for them to do that because they either want to run or they're just going to kind of trot around. They're going to run and then they're going to stop and smell stuff. But if you keep them, hooked up like that and and just obviously take a a slow steady pace and the same thing in the water yeah the water is so so good for them because it's no different than us it uses all those muscles that you know you wouldn't normally use on land and and uh it'll just keep your dog from getting hurt because i mean when they're going out and retrieving especially when they're hunting like 
they're running some of these dogs that I got wide like, open. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They don't slow down like Max yeah. Tank. Like they're always coming back with big mouthfuls of sod. Like they don't yeah. slow down, right? They just put their head down and scoop her up, scoop her, right scoop on the her way up. By. And if you don't get it, then you just slide. You know, yeah. like oh, it's crazy. So if they're not in shape, geez, they'd be all ripped to pieces. But well, that's um, how Jace blew his knee out just retrieving in the yard in the in the winter time in the driveway. It was all snowy except for there's one small friggin' icy patch and. I threw the bumper or whatever, must have been over that, and he came in like a barrel of thunder and hit that icy patch and got that partial tear on his knee. Yeah, yeah. Ice. And that was it. He We recovered from it, and it's never been an issue since. It was literally just an accident. Ice, ice and snow was terrible. Yeah. A lot of the times that's a sign of bad joints or whatever, but it happened to not be for him. What is it, like 80% of the dogs that tear one knee what the frig is that called the cruise ship yeah 80 percent that tear one will tear the other yeah oh yeah because they're genetically crazy. weak they're, while they're over yeah they're gonna overcompensate then yeah. but it, it happens it happens with them quite a bit because they run and then they don't catch it and then they turn around yeah. and put the brakes on oh and, i've uh, seen him completely like barrel roll like three barrel rolls or four because he missed the bumper and just Right. Didn't think about just running past and coming back. It's like, no, I'm stopping and just tumble or like, slowing oh, or slowing down and just picking it up. Yeah, yeah. I know. It just there's no, it's, you hit it with everything you got, and if you miss it, you get stopped immediately. I, like he's literally done three to four barrel rolls, tumbled, and like, holy frig, dog. The other thing we should talk about too is uh, feeding your dog in the fall. Um. You don't feed your dog before you hunt, and neither do I. Never. But it's always the night before. Do you want to talk about why you don't do that? I do that because a dog running on a full stomach is a high risk of getting stomach twist. Yeah. Big time. And some breeds are worse than others. And Definitely any large breed, yeah. Yeah. I just read years ago that dogs draw their energy, what is it, 12 hours, 8 to 12 hours before. So if you're going to hunt in the morning... The energy for that morning is coming from whatever he ate eight to 12 hours before. So I, right. I've i always fed him once a day, and it's always in the evening right before bed. Yeah. He's going to bed, laying down, a half hour to an hour after he's eaten. and he draws just, his energy from That's that. where he gets his energy, and you don't have to worry about stomach twist. Yeah. Because that's a death sentence <laughs> Yeah, most of the time. And understanding your dog food, too. Like, mm. you know, we expect our dogs to perform. And we should feed them something that they're going to be able to perform. I always bump fuel. them up to 32, 32. And that's one thing I like about the Anukshuk food is, like, he's on 30, 25 all the time, every like, throughout the year. But in hunting season, when he's hunting, having real big days on the weekends, yeah, I can just bump him up and for a couple days to hunt on the weekend and, and it doesn't ruin his bowel system nothing his yeah. poop still good and yeah but he's got way more energy so yeah. it's really nice to be able to just say okay you're got a big workout coming out so we'll give you a big meal of 32 32 and same formula yeah it's yeah you can switch like just different from 26 16 to mm-hmm. 30 25 to 32 32 and you can see the energy in them with the 32-32, it's crazy. I know um, a few people. Chris Goldsworthy, for one, feeds his yeah. dogs 32-32. All the Phil, time. Phil Williams, right from those chassis, right from when they're a puppy. Yeah. 
Which which is fine. I mean, generally the only reason we feed him puppy kibble is because it's smaller. Yeah, he's got to be feeding a low amount. He is, yeah. Like real yeah. low. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So Jace is eighty five pounds, and he gets two cups of uh, thirty twenty five a day. Yeah. And he runs daily. Yeah. Like for minimum an hour, either fetching or we take him up back to free run. I normally I feed Tank thirty twenty five, but I, I might try him on 32 32 just to feed him yeah i found i did that with jace for a bit and it was just such a small portion to maintain his weight and just for him personally but where did you i don't know if you mentioned what we're talking about we're talking about a nook shook yeah i did did you yeah Yeah. i make that right here in fredericton you wrote well it's really picking up steam like uh i don't know about other dog worlds but in the dd world yeah like i'm friends with a lot of people throughout the states and basically north america and man a lot of them are really starting to feed that like oh man well in the in the police dog world as well like nookshook in in the last five years has really taken off like they've got a brand new warehouse down there huge because they can't keep up which is awesome but they again the fact that they have their own mill right there is a big deal yeah, you know, they know what's going into their food. They control it. Their family-run business, like oh, listen to that podcast. The the owner, like he's what the heck is he? He's like a freaking biologist or something like that. And Lee, the, yeah, the science in it. Yeah, like man, that gives you confidence in what you're feeding your dog. Yeah, like, big time. Well, and the, the simple things like the last time I was down getting dog food, Emily was there, which is she's probably going to be taking the reins, I guess, if she's not already lee's still there but i think emily does quite a bit and uh anyways i was getting food loading it into the into the truck and she was out there talking to me like loading it off the the trailer into the truck and i'm like you know that really speaks to what this business is Mm. that you know it's worldwide and you who basically the owner basically the (laughs) owner you know, work in the office, are down, are down here slinging dog food with me, just <laughs> yeah. shooting the shit, yeah. right? Yeah. One of your clients, you know, somebody yeah. that believes in your food, you know, they they wouldn't even think about that. They're just, yeah, they're mm. super genuine, really good, really, really good people. Yeah. So Yeah, we're pretty, lu- we're pretty lucky to live right there an hour, an hour from where it started. Like, yeah. It's really neat. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, that doesn't mean that every dog is going to thrive off it. There's certainly some yeah. that have that have you know dietary needs yeah that just don't agree with it but man the vast majority of the dogs that i've put on it have have thrived yeah it's it's certainly good stuff because i mean the dog food world is heavily marketed i mean big time i think well it's controversial by a lot of people but the uh the no grain diet man oh man oh that's no good I know. Heart, heart disease. Yeah, a lot of dogs dying from that. Yeah, well, unless your dog has a grain allergy, there's no reason that you shouldn't yeah. feed your dog a food. With, well, and with, a lot of people say, yeah, but look at a wolf and a coyote. Well, look at the health of a wolf and a coyote. Yeah. I mean, who says they're healthier than we are? Yeah. Who, who says they live our, that long? Yeah, yeah. I mean. And who says they don't eat grain? And they do eat grain. Yeah. I've looked at the shit of a coyote, and yeah. you'll see yeah. grain in it, literal grain in it. So, so uh, berries, berries, I, yeah. I I think like I won't mention any company names or anything, but certainly there's there's uh, some companies that almost base their existence 
on the fact that if you feed your dog a food with grain in it, you're a bad person. Yeah. You know, they marketed it. It's, that and that's the problem, man. Nowadays, you could sit down and you could watch a video on YouTube or wherever that is selling uh, zero grain dog food. Yeah. And be like, yeah, okay, I'm doing that. Right. And then you sit down and listen to a video that promotes a grain, a grain-fed dog food. Yeah. And like, yeah, okay. You like, you can't tell what's right or wrong. I right. mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And and I mean. You know, as far as our food goes that we that we feed ourselves, like we're going to be able to discern between right and wrong most yeah. of the time. But when people are talking about their pets, which 10 years ago people didn't put as much thought into dog food as they do now because they're more human-like than ever, mm. or humanized, I should say, um, that's a good opportunity for a marketing company yeah. to market to a group of people that isn't really sure what's right and what's wrong yeah. is not able to differentiate between the two so you know you i ask everybody that comes to me for lessons everybody what do you feed your dog and you know sometimes i hear oh it's one with the cotton board there and the chicken and the vegetables on the front of it and it could be you know that bag could have cut up rubber boots in it yeah. melted down you know what i mean yeah <laughs> sawdust Yes, it's sawdust. Yeah. Could be anything. That duck's beating on the window Isn't over there. It? Yeah, I, was just, I just saw something. Look at him. Oh, it's yeah. like the Aflac duck. He sees a reflection of himself in there, and he tries to kick its ass all the time. He's <laughs> over here strutting around. Great big mallard. Yeah. That's what Wesley does in the mirror in the bathroom all the time. Yeah. Strutting oh, around. <laughs> what are you looking at? What are you looking at? What are you looking at? You looking tough? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... it's, uh, it's definitely a real deal for me i think people just got to make their own decision based on their own research i uh i went uh spent a lot of time on internet forums because i was at one time i did do a grain free right with my dogs and yeah when that first started getting pushed yeah, pretty, yeah. Pretty i mean heavy. you listen to the videos and the, the science right and it, man it makes sense yeah and then very believable but, very believable, especially for someone who doesn't really know anything. I, I like, I hear a guy on there in a lab coat talking about canine this and whatever and all this science things that I don't even understand. I mean, right. I can't argue that. Seems to make sense. It seems to make sense. So I've just, I talked to a friend of ours who's a veterinarian and she informed us on our opinion and she's not for grain free and told us why. Most vets aren't. And then I did my own. I mean, I looked at coyote shit. I literally did. And I mean, coyotes, foxes, they all eat grain, they eat grass, they eat berries, they eat everything. Well, it's just proven. I mean, most veterinarians are going to tell you, like, if you feed your dog something that you can afford and your dog seems to do well on it, well, then that's a good food for you. Yeah. But if you really want to get in depth about it, understand the ingredients and ask the questions yeah. and figure out why stuff's in there and uh most companies are pretty transparent that way i shouldn't actually i should take that back probably the the majority <laughs> of them aren't, aren't transparent but there will be some that are and yeah. uh you know just just understanding what you can afford and what your dog does well on is you know you want to feed your dog the best you can i always say yeah. For us, it's like building a race car and then 
going to the gas station, going to the putting regular and, and putting it. regular fuel in it, right? When it like, needs race fuel. When it needs race fuel, like yeah. it doesn't make sense, you know. Yeah. Cheap, no sense in cheaping out on yeah. crappy dog food. And it doesn't mean that you have to pay $150 a bag for dog food. Yeah. I mean, you don't. You just yeah. have to, you know, get the best stuff that makes sense. And that's another thing that I liked about Inukshuk is their transparency. On that podcast, they, they are coming out with a grain-free dog food. Yeah. And they don't personally believe in it, but the demand is there. Yeah. People want it. Yeah. And they're, they're so they're going to meet the demand of the customers. But even the, and they were very transparent, say we don't really agree with it. Right. But people want it. So we're going to, we're going to produce it. So, well, and, and there, mean, that's pretty neat. And I mean, there would be an amount. say that. Yeah. And there would be an amount that can't eat grain. They, they legitimately do yeah. have uh, an allergy, but yeah, that's been in the works for a little while. Yeah. Cause we were talking about that in the spring yeah. and I was like, well, I don't really know how far that's going to go. Like whether, but I said, I'm sure that now with all the allergies and dogs, cause it seems to be just unreal the amount of dogs that have allergies and skin problems and and i feel personally like you know you always shoot at the food oh it's got to be the food well you know i feel like the vast majority of that is environmental but i'm sure that some of it it makes you wonder if it's genetic oh some of it be genetic some of it some of it definitely is in in the breeding yeah for sure the health of a lot of dogs nowadays is holy cow well you look at people right crazy i mean genetically if you have a lot of heart disease in your family like it that stuff passes down through like we we sometimes only focus on positive things genetically positive traits in people and in dogs but realistically if we if we believe that hey you look like you do because you know that's the way your father looks or you know you have that trait about you because that's the way your father is well you know sure some of that can be learned behavior but you have to you have to believe that a lot of that's passed down genetically. Oh, it is for sure. Health wise, it is for yeah. sure. So, yeah. Another thing we should talk about is uh, our range day with uh, Benelli Lupo. Oh yeah, that was fun. That was fun. I mean, neither of us are really riflemen. I was years and years ago. Yeah. Used to shoot a lot at the range and stuff, and have a bit of experience, but I mean. I haven't touched a rifle at the range and I don't even know how long, like long time, probably 15 years. Yeah. So it was cool. Benelli sent us, uh, one of the new Lupo bold action rifles, 30 six. And we went out, had a buddy of mine, Gary Boudreaux come and well, Matt's buddy too. take, he's a professional cameraman, took a bunch of pictures and like how many, Oh, it was a ton, man. He sent me, I don't know, must be a couple hundred of the ones that were, like, the finished ones. Yeah. Because it was just nonstop. Yeah. He got a ton of wicked pictures. He definitely took a lot. He's very talented. And it was awesome. Like, I got a hold of Jeff Young at the Woodstock Pistol and Rifle Club. And basically, we're just like, look, we don't have memberships. We want to come and shoot. Well, we got to go with a guest, so. And we went with Jeff, and holy crap, man. They had Carl Porter there with friggin' a shot marker, Doppler radar, like it was crazy. Oh, the stuff, the gear that he had Technology, there. Technology, man. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like all I'm was... used to ever shooting is a shotgun. Like that guy, Same here. that guy had some setup. He's like, this will help me figure out the rotation of the earth. I'm like, holy. Oh, it was nuts. I Jeepers. Mean, 
There was, yeah, like when he's shooting so far, he calculates the rotation of the earth. He does all this crap. We're just like, Duh. yeah, it was, it was 1200 yards for that stuff. But yeah, you can, you can push him out there. Yeah. He shoots. Oh, he's got, he had custom built rifles there. They were just friggin' nuts, man. Big bench, big bench guns and stuff. But it, yeah. it yeah. was fun. It was fun. It was a good day. And, uh, Super smooth rifle. It had some wicked I rifle. Loved it. it shot. We were shooting at 150 yards, and it shot sub MOA. We shot. I think both of us shot. That's a nice thing about the uh, the shot marker. It's a basically. Yeah, you know what that is, Julian? Yeah, video camera that. Yeah, on the it records your shot and then brings it back on an iPad, and yeah. shows your grouping and how big it is and all this stuff. And I mean, even with, we just I had a box of 30 out six ammunition. I don't even know if it was any good. But that gun, Matt and I can't shoot or never shoot rifle. Yeah, no. We you went can out me in there. and I shot. Can't shoot rifle. Yeah, we shot sub MOA, and like with it right off the bat. We were shooting at 150 yards, and both Matt and I's groups were inch and a quarter. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'd like to friggin' get my hands on one. It's a Truck. wicked gun. Well, for Super a company nice. that that kind of bases their existence on shotguns historically, I mean they they've made yeah. some rifles. Yeah. Um, Man, they did a super nice job. Oh, it's a nice gun. It is a nice, and it looks good too. I love the looks. Of it. You can tell it's a Benelli. We had a Burris scope on it. I can't yeah. remember what size it was. Yeah, uh, four by sixteen, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Four sixteen. Yeah, I'd have to look. I mean, and, and a super nice scope too. Yeah, like I'm not a big. I don't know. I mean, I don't know much about scopes, but. I could see down it real good, and it looked nice. <laughs> when I looked in, it there, was really clear. <laughs> when I looked in there, I could see downrange. Yeah, yeah. It was really clear. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a it was a really nice, really nice setup, and and cool to cool to to uh, try that. We tried to get out and get some bears, but we never, unfortunately, had anything that was big enough. To I throw, never so. had a single bear over two hundred pounds in my bait. I never either. I had one nice odd. sow, but I mean, I have no desire to shoot a so i had i had one nice bear but he was rotten i mean it it was it was random when he came and uh yeah it was weird because you would think with the border being closed that there would have been bears everywhere and and maybe there maybe there were but i mean historically like those baits are that stand i got's like i don't know over 20 years old yeah like you know well even out back here i've been baiting that every year for friggin years and years and I, I only had a camera on it probably the last two weeks of the season, which is all you need. I mean, especially gun hunting. Like, And, man, I had 10 to 12 bears there, and there wasn't a damn one over 200 pounds. I don't know what the frick that was about. I don't know either. Eating an insane amount of bait, but just hopefully Scott will be able to put a moose down with it this year. Yeah, well, he generally has pretty good luck moose hunting, so. And he's, yeah. He's, he's in a good spot this year. Oh. Or good zone, anyways. <laughs> he's be, in a wicked zone. Be, be different. We took him on tour, and he, you know how I, I've always talked about it up there in Moose Valley? Yeah. And he's never really been. It's one of those things you don't realize it until you go there. Yeah. Scott's a believer now. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't nice believe ground. it. Oh, man. It's like, an interesting part of the province, Julian. Yeah. yeah. It's got the highest moose density in the province. More moose per square kilometer up there than anywhere else in the province. That's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, he got to see the trails that I've talked about. That if you were if you were to drive by that road, you'd be like, "That's a hiking trail." Like, yeah, that's a blazed out, beat down, 
crazy popular hiking trail and it's literally a moose trail yeah like he got crazy. to see that and was like what the frick well they say back when we had caribou here that it was like that yeah no doubt yeah. the trails the trails were beat down like that like they just they just knew they had camps built around yeah. those migration trails around the province yeah yeah uh, he's uh he's pretty excited i think <laughs> after going for a tour up there i have no doubt julian you guys were baiting bears weren't you yeah still are we we don't have a spring season we just have a fall season so we've been baiting started new bait so we started them early we don't have anything great coming we have like you a couple maybe 200 pounders and that's it yeah you gonna bow hunt yeah Oh, that's good. Yeah. You, guys have, you guys have been shooting a lot this summer. Have you ever shot a bear season. there? No, not here, no. Yes, sir. Never really tried. Oh, it's fun. I've been up well, I've been with you guys. Been with you, Matt, what about five five years probably? Yeah. Probably shot like five bear. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Definitely more exhilarating with a bow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you Wesley's right, you've been shooting a lot, eh? Yeah, I have. Yeah, can your left run shoot in? My girlfriend got one, so we've been been shooting something to do together. Well, exactly. I see Kira got a bow there. Yeah, she's getting pretty freaking good. I'm uh, getting nervous. Step up my game. That's what I gotta do. Yeah, no doubt. Getting nervous, are you? I feel like she's 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 a competitive spirit. Anyway, she is. Yeah, yeah. She don't like getting beat by me. That's good. Need to get her out there shooting on uh, this winter, shooting 3D. Yeah. I'd like to get into shooting 3D, like, courses, tournaments. I'd That's, like to do 100 oh, man. I used to love doing that. I don't do it much anymore. I shoot a couple tournaments a winter, two yeah. or three. Well, I guess we only have about one a month, so I shoot at all those local ones. But it is fun, man. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a good time. You boys been shooting any sporting clay or? I haven't. Not a I've bit. been th- I've been thinking about it all summer actually, though to be completely honest with you. I haven't well been... they're having the Nova series, huh? But in the fall. Huh. Oh really? Yeah. Jeepers, what would they do that for? Uh, I don't well, because of COVID they couldn't have it this yeah. spring and they're not having the invitational, they're not having the team thing, so the wolf pack won't be it doesn't even matter. Yeah, well that, that well that's what I was just gonna say. If they're not gonna have that and the wolf pack well, can't get back together, what's the point of even advertising that? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What's the point of even having it if the wolf pack's not there? I'd like to do I'd love to shoot sporting clays, but geez, I mean between me working away and then we really, really love to camp and mountain bike. There's just no I time for it. I went once in March to shoot the course in Weymouth and tomorrow tomorrow that kids day a part of it is sporting clay they they pay all the the shells for the kids to go shoot so i'm gonna go help justin hines set up he's the one in charge of the sporting clay and um nice. i bought a new little benelli m2 20 gauge and i'm gonna go run the course tomorrow just to try out yes you sir. bought an m2 20 gauge why wouldn't you, why? why wouldn't you get a why wouldn't you get the three yeah. The Super Black Eagle 3? Yeah. I bought it used. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, why it. are we just hearing about this now? I don't know. Man, I'd I love to have one of those 20 gauges. Holy had it frig. for six months. Got a good deal on it. It's only had a couple boxes of shells through it. So I picked yeah. it up and uh, you'll see it this fall. That's what I'll be shooting this fall. 
20 gauge? Yeah, I'm going to bring it up. Yeah. I'd love to have one of those new 20 gauge Super Black Eagles. I was just going to say, you'll not be shooting Julian Dion. No. I'd love to have it for grouse hunting. (laughs) I'd love to have a day or two of shooting anyways. Mm. We'll see. What you'd love to do and what will actually happen is two different things. <laughs> exactly. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? You'll do what you're told. Are yeah. you gonna? Are you gonna be a guide or not, Julian? I am gonna be a guide, but if we have a day off, then I'll. Then you're gonna be the guide. That's what's gonna happen. Okay. That, just let me. Just let me ask again. Are you gonna I'm be here a to guide or? My heater is on. <laughs> I'm like, what the frig? And we're sitting in my basement, and I get a baseboard heater at my back, and I'm like. What in the hell is that? The friggin' heater is on, and it's going to be like yeah. 33 degrees out. I'm going to go turn the heat off. Yeah. Good idea. What the frig? Mama must have had that on, did I she? Have, oh, we probably turned it on. To, when we laid the tents out to dry off after camping. Oh. We'll probably turn the heat yeah. off. Yeah. So I can't wait for that, Matt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's that, Gaiden? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, oh, it's it. Go. Yeah, for sure. It'll be a good, be a good fall again, hopefully. Oh yeah, can't wait. Got people booked right through till Chad and them come first week of November. Yep. So. Yeah, Chad called there. He's all fired up to go. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'll be staying till November the first, I think. Right and on. Then you're coming October. Back. You're coming October first. No, October the twelfth. Yes, sir. I think. Till November first, but uh, I gotta come back to work on lobster gear. So that's stupid. It is. Uh, <laughs> it, is what, it is what it is. You gotta make a living. Yeah, you gotta make a living. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna you gotta be... pay for them vanillies. I know, right? Mm. I'll tell you what. If I was a lobster fisherman, I'd have me a vanilla twenty gauge too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh frig! I've got that super black eagle three. I love it. Yeah. It's a nice gun. I've had the two for Frig like 16, 15, 14 years or so. I'm thinking about getting another one and just keeping that as a backup gun. I mean, yeah, something's got to wear out on it. <laughs> yeah, I still got my two. Yeah. I'd like to see them come out with a 16 gauge. I'd yeah. like to see them come out with basically all the gauges, really. They've got 28 gauge in the, in like a Cordora or something there yeah. now. Yeah, I saw that Tony, Tony yeah. Vandemore is going to be shooting it. That's pretty oh, yeah. neat this fall. Yeah. I, lo- I love my 16-gauge, honestly. I really do. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to have one, yeah. too. I'd like to have one of everything, really. Yeah. yeah. Sub, sub-gauge guns are just fun to shoot. Yeah. It's yeah. Something about it. <coughs> Tell me this, speaking of Tony Vandemore, if you guys were, got to go on a hunt with him, what would you hunt with him? What would you choose? Mallard. Ducks. You shoot his duck ponds. Batter snow. No. I was gonna say. No yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'd want to shoot. I'd want to shoot snows with them. Me too. Yeah. That, that'd be my choice, and a whole bunch of them. Like yeah, truckloads. Yeah, literally truckloads. Literally truckloads. Yeah. I'd like to go I'm in there. And I'd like to be sitting on cases of shells. Yeah. And shoot until I'm on the ground. It doesn't matter what you hunt with him. He's got it is stacked. Like it's, it's dialed in. <laughs> that guy has got it figured out yeah. when it comes to shooting waterfowl. I'd love to know 
I not not just figured out. I'd like to know the investment that he's got into that place. Oh, money. That's great. I mean, I can't imagine the amount of money that that guy's had to spend to get that where it's at. Yeah. Like it would it's a huge investment. He does he does a really good job promoting that too just in the sense that he mm. he always has a little story going on about what Every he's day. doing that day, yeah. Yeah. And in the fall he's got a story days a YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. Shows what the guides are doing. It's awesome. I I love his Instagram just I don't watch it every day, but pretty near every day I'll click on his story and just see what he's up to, running the tractor, digging out. Beers. He never stops. No, he's a hard that worker, guy man. Puts in work. Yeah, he is a hard worker. Like what he's got didn't come easy. That is for Dan no. Shore. No. And, and well, that's with anything. You, anything that's successful is pretty much earned and hard work. Yeah. But what a way to make a living, though. I frig that be <laughs> like. To me, that would be damn near the ultimate, just to be able to do that every day. Living the dream. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's neat. I don't know if I'd want to do work quite to the extent that he is. Might have myself a good manager, but <laughs> uh, I think there's probably there's probably a lot of a lot of hands involved there. He's, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But but, but he still, is there's no question that he's doing. A lot of work himself. Yeah, he does. He puts a lot of time in. Yeah, no, he absolutely does. Two hundred eleven thousand followers. Yeah, awesome on his stuff. He loves what he's doing. Yeah, and he's you know he's very genuine. Yeah, I like that about him. You know, knowing him from way back in the day from the from the Avery videos I and know, stuff eh? like. You know, all those guys have kind of branched off and done all their own things now. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's, it's interesting to see where they've all gone. I see uh, Fred Zink the other day wearing banded stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Who uh, owns I, Who even... Does Chad Belling still own that? Banded? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think he does, man. I think he sold it. Cause now I think he's Avery in, owns it now. Yeah, and now he's into jargon calls. Like, I don't even, like, I really, honestly, haven't paid attention to him any, but I don't even, like, he's, he's gone, done a 180 here, and he's not doing banded calls that I know of, I'm pretty sure he's old banded, like, and now he's got these jargon calls with some other guy, I don't, I don't know who, I forget, but, yeah, he's, he's changed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, no question. Fred Zink, he's a little bit quieter now. I think he's just enjoying life, doing exactly what he wants to be doing. Like he's not a. He big... sold sold Avian X to Plano, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was what a couple years ago or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So and he seems to be enjoying just enjoying his life, his family yeah. having uh-huh. fun. Yeah. to the point in life. That's what you gotta do. Mm. He literally made. The industry. He did. Yeah. What it yeah. is today. Yeah. In, yeah. in in my humble opinion. Yeah, he really did. I mean He's... look, there's lots of lots of hands that were involved in getting him there, you know. Tim Grounds yeah. being one yeah. of them. Um, Speaking of not that, to man, discount him, but if 
follow on Hunter Grounds there, and every once in a while, when that guy posts a video of him blowing a goose call, it's it pretty much gives me chills every single time. Yeah, oh, man, he can friggin' rip a call. Holy crap, he can rip. Yeah. Like, unreal friggin' good caller. He just, what did he post? He, uh, some contest video or whatever, and he was blown on a call, and he's like, oh, like it and tag three people or whatever. And he was just ripping on that. I'm like, holy frig. Like, yeah. Man, he is so good. That is, is that me, Matt? That sounds like you, doesn't it? It oh, does, kind of. Oh, no. That's not my voice, no. <laughs> yeah, I like my routine, though. Sounds, yeah, pretty much sounds like you. Yeah. My word, exactly. bro. Yep. Like, yeah. there's, there's, he's just like, a, he's the guy. He's like uh, John Stevens, kind of. Like, when it comes to goose calling, like, if he want, if he stayed practiced up, I don't think anyone could touch him. No. And Robbie Iverson's pretty good, though. He is, but. I mean, yeah. you got to remember, this is Hunter Grounds unpract- unpracticed. Yeah. This is yeah. him just picking up a call and ripping on it, and holy frig. Yeah. A lot of good guys. I see Kyle Jones is with Tim Grounds calls now. Yep. Is he? Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's good. He just punched his card to the uh, World Duck, didn't he? Uh, yeah. First time ever, I think he said. Yeah. Who, so Kyle pretty, Jones Yeah, did? so that's pretty yeah. cool. Didn't even know they were having it this year. Yeah. Yeah. And then John Stevens on a duck call. He's another one, man. Like, oh, yeah. if that guy was stayed at it and practiced, it'd be, I don't know. They're just. Well, after you win the Worlds three times, there ain't much point to, I guess. Champion of champions. Like, yeah. He's uh, he's so freaking good. <laughs> and, you're, and you're, you're right. You kind of, once you reach that pinnacle, then you kind of. And there's nobody knocking on your door that's going to beat you when you're yeah. at that prime. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know. And that's what I feel like Hunter is. I mean, like I said, there's some phenomenal callers, but I don't. I think that if Hunter was to stay in the game and hired, I don't think anyone could beat him. No. Well, no, no, not when he's on it. Like, no. he's just freaking crazy. I remember when Kyle Jones started. Yeah. You know, he had broken his leg or something like that. Yeah. Was just on, I don't know, the forums or something. Forums, and I remember Robbie Iverson when he started, too. Yeah, just talking just talking to guys, figuring out how to blow goose call. Trevor Shanahan. Yeah, Trevor Shanahan. At a young age, like, you know, Kyle Kyle was frigging hooked up with Zink and had his own call and stuff. Like, just practice and practice and practice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the... The dedication to sit in the house and practice like that. Did you see our new flat black goose calls? I did. East Coast calls? Yeah, I did. They're, they're friggin' nice. They are friggin' nice. Yeah, yeah they're sick looking. Yeah, I like that. Super good. So anybody that's looking for a goose call, we got some new ones out. And uh, we don't have a ton of them, but we do have nope. some. Broken Guts, mm. Flat Black, and Ivory. That's 150 cool. plus shipping. How much to ship a black one to my house? <laughs> I haven't tried one. Or for me to call. for me to ship one down the road to here would probably cost forty bucks. Okay, sign me up. 
That sounds good. <laughs> Which is crazy. They'd have to drive it down the river first and bring <laughs> yeah. it back. They'd, they'd, they'd take it to Moncton, yeah. to the warehouse, and then ship it here. Load it. And then yeah. bring it back. Yeah. No, it's it's exciting. We've had a couple cold mornings here. You kind of walk out in the deck, and it's like, <gasps> yeah, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That feels nice. I love fall, man. I was oh, thinking about it last right. night. I was sweeping the deck off and, and killing some spiders, you know, doing my thing, and some lives. <laughs> Make someone a good wife someday. Hell yeah, I already am. You got one of them bug assault guns, Matt? I need one. I was thinking about it, actually. Some of those great big wolf spiders. I was like, holy Ooh, shit, geez. I'd love to have one of them salt guns. Yeah. And uh, you get me one of those for, for Christmas or my birthday, Julian. I will. I've yeah. got one. <laughs> Bring it with you. I and will. we'll shoot the mustard oh. tiger with it. Oh, for <laughs> It hurts. I'm not messing with you. I shot myself in the arm to see. <laughs> It stings, man. <laughs> well, geez, it'll go right through paper, won't it? Oh, yeah. It's got some burn to Friggin it. Friggin' idiot from the stupid <laughs> armor. Huh? You wonder how this you works. Like shoot you in the <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. It's, it's, it is, though. It's getting closer. And again, like I said, I was thinking last night when I was sweeping the deck off. I, I was like, Frig, I can't wait to. I can't just, wait to get rid of this damn humidity. Just can't heat. wait to, yeah. Like as oh. as immersed as I am with the dogs, right? Like it's it's a good job. It, it is. is. It it's you know, and you're kind of setting up hunting situations and stuff like that. But you can't get away from the heat. And when it starts to cool down at night, like man, I just love fall. Me e- too. I, even if I didn't hunt, the I would dry, love fall. crisp air. Yeah. Even if I didn't hunt, like I would five love degrees fall. in the morning with a high of twenty to twenty-five and dry air. Like, yeah. Oh my word, man! You can breathe. Like working in this humidity Clear. is just friggin' nuts. You go into these new construction houses, there's no air movement. Well, I actually went out and bought a friggin' fan, a job site fan, because just dying in the summer, sweating your friggin' balls right off. Yeah. Like man, I love fall. Tripping right down the crack, your hairy arse. Pretty much. Pretty much. No, it's good. It's getting closer, boys. We're I'm ready for it. We're knocking on the doorstep. Here. I'm just ready to you know, we're honest to God, we're all so busy throughout summer. Everybody's mm-hmm. running around doing stuff and, and of course we're we're stretched out too, like Julian, you're you're clear out there, the most southern point of Nova Scotia. But in the fall, like when you get here that's when we all get together right mm. we sp- spend time together and it, oh, you know yeah. it's just nice nice to be able to get back together and get out in the blind so and so much fun la- you know it is like so much fun there's so much more to well, it than just yeah going like i'm not birds. dreaming of killing geese or killing ducks i'm dreaming of the time spent just roaring our guts out man. yeah laughing making shoot, fun of each other laughing and shooting the shit and looking forward sh- looking forward to getting back into the film in this fall too me too really looking forward to yeah. that so yeah and capturing yeah the fall basically yeah. yeah so stay stay tuned for that folks yeah. certainly you know anything we post if you can share it we would really appreciate that and we're yeah. we're really gonna we're still planning exactly how we want to do some of these things throughout yeah. the fall. We're we're definitely going to be posting videos like we used to do. We're going to be posting the videos like the regular, just quick, the hunt. But we're also going to capture what we love the most about the hunt, and that's the 
fellowship between brothers. Yeah. We're going to capture a lot of that this year. And then we're going to also capture Matt in uh, guiding and making a living as a waterfowl guide too. So, Yeah, there'll be, there'll be a lot of that that we'll be doing this fall. Mm. And that's a whole, like, behind the scenes. And that's, that's the thing. Like, I, people are going to get the opportunity to see what it's really about for us. That it's not just going out and killing birds. We're going to open it up to see the... The, the brotherhood all right yeah and our just, life it's it's going to be a it'll we're, be an exclusive video type of deal it's going to be a lot of cussing yeah we're going to bad things will be said this we're won't be clean deep. yeah <laughs> and it'll probably be something that we do like a patreon yeah and, i think so because it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of work to put into but just give your uh, just give people a look at what this is truly about yeah more what, than just showing up to a random see what and, gets us hired <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and like we, said, uh, we got a video coming out soon, don't we? Wes? Yeah, yeah, we do. We just we got a little bit of footage there from last year. It'll be just a quick, just a quick video. Up, yep, bang up hunt. And got another turkey video from Brad and Ryan's turkey hunt. Put awesome. out whenever Ryan gets me the memory card thing. But uh, <laughs> looking forward to this fall to capture not just the killing, and for people that are interested in that, you'll be able to have a look at what this is really about for us like the uh the good times that we have the cooking of the food and the making fun of each other and just well the all, the, all, all the stuff that you just really can't slam into a video because let's be honest there's most people when they sit down they want to see the action and things like yeah. that and that's the video that we're going to make yeah. but and put it on there but we're also gonna have all the other footage because we're gonna yeah. be filming everything else and show that kind of as a yeah a separate stuff people don't see that happens all day yeah preparing to the next morning's hunt like, making fun of julian's stop. big ass ears yeah all that shit ryan yeah. the mustard panda the life yeah that's what i've always liked to see yeah you know yeah you get when you get watching some of these guys, oh, and you'll get to see how not serious we are about this. Like, and like this is we're not all badass and serious, and we just go out and have a hell of a time. And sometimes we shoot some birds, and it's it's just friggin' fun. It's the most fun we have yeah. all year, pretty much. Yeah, and you know when they when they first came out with the zinc videos like 24 7 and all of them like man i remember looking forward to those yeah. so much and they showed so much other stuff like you, you you could feel like you were there right yeah you feel like you're there and you see what it's truly about mm-hmm. and and even like the duck commander videos man like the the bullshit talking and spitting chewing tobacco shooting deer like you get to see who they are what they're really about yeah yeah, and and that's the thing. I mean, for us, it's not hunting. Isn't just hunting. Isn't killing. Yeah. Really at all. I mean, it, it's 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 part of it. It's, I mean, it's we part go, of it, but it's but it's not what we work towards it. But it's not what we go the, home and talk about. Not the only thing. That's yeah, for sure. It's not what we go home and talk about. We talk about just the times that we have, and and I think people are gonna get a kick out of how we roll. Oh, definitely. <laughs> We'll have yeah. a we'll have a new edition. Yeah, 
this fall too. ECWM X Files <laughs> yeah. kind of deal, and it won't be G rated because we curse and swear and say a lot of dirty things. Yeah, that's just the way it is. That'll be part of that exclusivity of yeah those videos. I think people are gonna are gonna get a kick out of it though. Oh yeah, no question. It'll be fun. No question. Well, boys, it has yeah. been good to shoot the shit. Yeah. Most I've, I've needed this. It's been super fun summer. Me too. Looking forward to fall. It's been really good talking with you. Not you, Julian. You're a fucking idiot. But <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Feel the same way about you, Wes. Yeah, I know. You're Feel a piece of shit. Feeling, feelings mutual. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing about both of you. Really, so. <laughs> Boys, you got anything else to add before we hang her up here? Yeah, no. just said. Uh, just said. I'm looking forward to seeing you, Julian. Really, yeah, me too, can't can't wait yeah. for you. You know, I hate to wish my life away, but I can't can't wait for you to get up here and get things rolling. And ex- yeah. I'm just, we keep talking about the things that we're gonna do this fall. And if you can't tell that we're excited, I guess we're doing a good job at kind of maybe yeah. holding back our excitement a little bit. Yeah. But we're we're pretty pumped. They'll see the oh. excitement on video. <laughs> we're we're pretty pumped about all this stuff. So we really yeah. hope that, and it's not fueled by by anything other than us just we've wanted to do this for a while and uh we're finally at a spot now where we're capable and we have we have the equipment so we're gonna do it it's gonna be fun and well we just we just took a break yeah and you know yeah i'm ready to get back we just had to see which path we were gonna go down and and, uh here we are and and i guarantee people are people are gonna love it so i think a lot of people are gonna love it if you're a serious person then you probably won't love it and you want to just stick to the short shoot them up bang them up videos but we have that to offer but we've got a lot of other stuff yeah, that we're gonna be doing here so yeah. you get to see more than just the killing and what it's truly about for yeah. us yeah absolutely so be good thanks for listening yeah folks yeah. every everybody that like share subscribe Check us out, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all East Coast Waterfowl Mafia. Everybody that listens to these and comes up to, you know, I've had a bunch of guys come up to me at hunt tests and field trials this summer and tell me that they've been listening to our stuff and really like it. And and that's great. We really appreciate everybody listening and sharing. Yeah, share it up. We're going to also, another thing we're going to do this fall is we're going to record a podcast or two or three or who knows how many. Right in the blind. Right from the blind. It'll be like either pre-hunt a little bit in the hunt and post-hunt kind of deal just the bullshit talk and discuss hunts and how it went and setups and stuff like that and be good to get everyone together anyways yeah. oh frig yeah. Oh, yeah i mean what do we do every hunt we get yeah. set up we shoot the shit yeah yeah after the hunt clean up shoot the shit so we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna get some of that on on the podcast yeah that, that'd be that'd be good like especially if we get there early get it done and then yeah. just kind of like last year hour. yeah last year we sat in the trailer and cooked breakfast a yeah. few times yeah. before yeah. we hunted we got done early setting up and yeah that yeah. was fun looking oh, forward good. to it boys really am yeah me I'm too fun. like like really i mean most of what i do all summer i'm alone all day long yeah. all week long except for tuesdays i'm just complete and opposite mode camping and mountain biking i mean it's not even remotely anything to do with hunting and it's yeah. in the outdoors which i love being outside but yeah. yeah it's nice to think about fall getting together with the brothers 
Oh, just be, it's just a good change of pace. Like I no, love no. my I love my job, and I mean, you know, it's diverse for sure, with obedience and and training the hunting dogs and service dogs and all that stuff. But you're ready for a change of pace okay. by fall because she's pretty balls to the wall all right. from from may till september here so yeah yeah right on boys cool it's been a slice yeah and good being on here finally yeah, yeah for sure julian yeah you do me a favor if you get a chance today and go fuck yourself i will <laughs> all right right after i hang up <laughs> uh, don't hang up yet yeah <laughs>